Today, the candidates who want to serve you as DeKalb County Mayor, District Attorney in the 31st Judicial District, six district congressmen in the U.S. House of Representatives, Cookville City Councilman, Cumberland County General Sessions Court Judge, and Pickett County Road Superintendent. Welcome to Meet the Candidates from Live Rock 95.9 and News Talk 94.1. I'm Tom Duggan. Today, our series continues where you get the chance to hear from the candidates, where they stand, the issues that are important in their minds, where they want to take the Upper Cumberland moving forward. We begin today's program with Mike Foster, who is seeking the office of DeKalb County Mayor in the upcoming August 4th election. Mike, it's good to have you with us on the program. Now, Mike, as I understand, you served as DeKalb County Mayor uh, several years back. What led to your decision to want to get back involved with that office again? Well, as you know, I was always interested in the buildings and maintaining them and maintaining the proper budget and financial situation for the county. And uh, I'd like to see us get back to doing some more things at the community complex and uh, try to work to get our, maybe our financial standing in a little firmer ground. And maybe one thing, too, would be to have some better informed and, and more cooperative meetings, whether, you know, constructive and professional rather than being a little kind of tracky running in different directions. Mike, other than your past experience as county mayor, what are some other experiences in your life that, that help you be a good candidate for this position? Well, I, I graduated from schools here in DeKalb County, and then I graduated from Tennessee Tech with a, a Bachelor of Science degree. And I then went to work for the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, and I, I was an officer and a sergeant and a lieutenant, an area law enforcement supervisor for them. And as a supervisor, I did budget preparation and management and uh, equipment inventory and maintenance and all those things associated with keeping the property up to date in the eight county area and uh, a lot of other work with different agencies and grants and things and uh, after that I was elected county mayor and I served there until uh, 2014 and of course did budget management and property management there for them. Mike, what do you feel like the most important characteristic is in being a good county mayor? Well, I would think experience is probably one of the biggest things. I think I have the ability to provide leadership and provide informed direction, you know, when we're dealing with things. And But I think experience is probably the biggest thing because I've been through several things. I've served on the board of directors at the county farmers co-op. I served on the board of directors at the uh, at a local community bank, and uh, I, I think I've got a good background in in decision making and experience in the financial direction too. Mike Foster is our guest to meet the candidates again. He's seeking election to the office of DeKalb County Mayor coming up in the August election. Mike, what are some things that you see within DeKalb County that maybe you would like to see progress in some ways? Well, of course, the most important thing, I guess, with the mayor of any county is that you take the, the right financial direction to, to move our county forward, and that, of course, means a, a strong bond rating, which we, we were able to achieve an A-plus bond rating while I was there, and you want to maintain that. And you, to do that, you got to pay down your, your debts and, and improve your fund balance to so that uh, it's an attractive situation for somebody who wants to purchase your bonds. And uh, I think probably I would want to look at uh, improving our, the information that we bring to the county commission before we have meetings, really research those things and bring them information so they're making strong, informed decisions. Sometimes if you do things in a hurry, you tend to make errors, and, and uh, I think you need to be more informed and, and try to make decisions based on that information. In recent years, have you seen growth within DeKalb County? And maybe what more could be done, do you feel like, to encourage more growth within the county? There has been considerable growth, especially in around the lake. We've had a, a lot of developments there. And, and I think that, too, is another thing we, we probably are going to need to address better. When I was first there, we, we did have a building inspector, and that has kind of gone away. And I think we need to get back to a county building inspector rather than the state one because we have some unique things that we need to bring in development 
one of those things I think would be to look to see that we do proper developments and make sure that they're structured so that we don't have problems further down the road. And I, and that was one of the things that we looked at when we were there. Our growth, I know the sales tax thing, it's one of the things that, that we did when I was there. We uh, talked to the public about a referendum to bring the sales tax uh, a little change to the sales tax thing. And uh, during that time, it's actually improved the sales tax revenue by about $4 million a year. And that takes about 38% off of what the property owners are paying. You know, we have a lot of tourism here, and it lets them help be involved in financing some of the programs that they're enjoying here. And it, it broadens the base rather than just the, the property owners taking all the, the hit. Mike Foster, as you're out on the campaign trail and meeting with voters, what are some things that they talk to you about, some of the concerns maybe they have? Well, of course, the big thing always is financial direction. <clears throat> they want to know what kind of shape we're in, and, and, the, and the county is in pretty good shape financially. It's just that I'd like to see, and I think they would like to see, uh, a little more leadership in bringing information to the commission and to the people so that we can make decisions as a group and not be so fragmented. And uh, I think they would like to see us be a little more professional in our, the commission and be a little more professional in their direction of, of the things they voting on. That is one of the big things I hear, and I, I think we need to make a few improvements in our ambulance service and have a little more rules and regulations about how we make our convalescent runs so we may need to strengthen that up and, and have another ambulance that does that so that we make sure that we're covered all the time. I think uh, we need to make a little improving in our uh, solid waste disposal and maybe get some more some more open-top containers so that we can make sure we're not hauling them down the road and some of the trash blowing out of them, even though they're covered by net, and do a little improving there. main thing, though, I think they want to make sure that that we're in strong financial shape and that we're headed in the right financial direction. Mike Foster, as we wrap up today, if you are elected, <laughs> what will the voters of DeKalb County be getting in Mike Foster as their DeKalb County mayor? Well, I think that I would bring some informed leadership and some management skills and the ability to make decisions based on my many years of experience. I think experience is key in uh, bringing about a better financial situation and in dealing with the public and I think you just you have to listen you have to listen to the public and see what their needs are and try to address those rather than just uh, not not paying attention to what they're needing. Mike Foster's been our guest on Meet the Candidates again he's seeking the office of DeKalb County Mayor coming up in the August 4th general election. Our next guest is Chris Stanford Chris is challenging for the Office of District Attorney in the 31st Judicial District, which covers both White and Van Buren counties. Chris, it's good to have you on the program. What was it that led you to decide you wanted to run for the Office of District Attorney out of the 31st District? Well, that's probably the best question I get asked on a routine basis, and I'm happy to answer it because it means a lot to me. I grew up in McMinnville, moved there after seventh grade, um, went to Morrison Elementary School, graduated from Warren County High School, class of 99. Um, I have many, many rich childhood experiences growing up in Warren County. Um, when I was young, our community was very, very strong, safe, vibrant. It just seemed like a happier community. Currently, I've got beautiful wife and law partner, Christina, and we are raising four boys together in Warren County schools, and quite frankly, I'm concerned about the future of our hometown. I want it to return to its prosperity and also for all of our citizens currently, but also our future generations to feel safe bringing and raising their families in our community when they um, grow up. So I believe that my skills over the last almost 15 years as a trial attorney and successful business owner uniquely uh, qualify me for this position. You touched on your background, obviously working in law. Talk about maybe some other experiences in your life that, that helped to make you a good candidate for this position. You know, as far as uh, in my personal life, I guess, 
Um, I'll go back to my children. Um, being a father is probably the most important responsibility I have in this life. And the experiences that I've had as a father have uh, humbled me, that they have taught me patience. They have taught me um, many, many virtues that I did not have before I became a father. And so um, part of the reason I'm doing this is because of my children, but my children have also taught me a tremendous amount about um, being a good patient and understanding uh, mind as I decide which cases deserve to be prosecuted to their fullest versus cases that may need a second look taken at them. Uh, you know, certain defendants may need may need mercy in certain circumstances. Others may need to be uh, hammered into the penitentiary. And so I think that uh, dealing and, and learning as a father with children and the experiences that I have with them, raising them, uh, have really um, helped kind of teach me those virtues that I think will serve me well as district attorney. Chris Stanford is our guest on Meet the Candidates. He is seeking the office of district attorney in the 31st Judicial District covering Warren and Van Buren counties. Chris, the Upper Cumberland continues to deal with a lot of drug issues. Do you see things that can be done, maybe some new ideas to try to fight drugs? Well, I've got some excellent ideas, and, you know, I could go on probably for an hour about um, those ideas and how they would work, but I want to kind of sum it up. You know, I believe that in our district, generally speaking, a lot of times more serious drug offenders, they commit abuse, they steal, they commit property crimes a lot of times in connection with either their addiction or their drug dealing or drug trafficking activities. So, you know, it's not just that we have a drug problem that affects victims too. So I intend to take our drug cases in the 31st judicial district very seriously. I believe for too long, the, the view has been kind of, you know, we need to settle every drug case or most of the drug cases. Very few of those go to trial anymore. And, Sometimes the settlements, I believe, are, are, are too light, and I believe that we need to hold drug abusers, drug traffickers, and drug dealers more accountable. They've got to be held more accountable. And so some specific ideas to do that, I guess, would be uh, make plea offers to defendants that are more in line with the crime that they've committed, make sentencing recommendations to the judge that include prison sentence recommendations for our uh, defendants who are drug traffickers, drug dealers, in any way commit a violent offense in connection with the drugs. So certainly our area is plagued by that, and I intend to fight that with everything that I've got on day one. Chris Stanford, if you're elected district attorney, how do you make sure that victims' rights are properly addressed? So, you know, that's a great thing that you've asked me, and I want to talk about that. I'm excited about um, my role as district attorney coming up here because victims are the, you know, the state of Tennessee is the client of the district attorney. That is who we represent as the district attorney. But as you know, the state of Tennessee is a governmental entity. And so who are the people that the district attorney's office represents, and that would be the victims. So when you look at the victims of crime, they are going through the legal process oftentimes for the first time. They don't understand the process. They need to be communicated with regularly by my office. There are victim witness coordinators in every DA's office, and they have a, a large role in making sure that victims are informed and kept abreast of the status of the case and any other developments and, and things of that nature. But something that I will do as district attorney is, especially in the more serious felony crimes where there have been victims of violent crime or any other serious crime, I will personally meet with those victims with my investigator to make sure they understand the ins and outs of the case that we have before us. Communication is the key to building your relationship with anybody, but particularly as the DA, I believe the head DA needs to be in the office with the victim, sitting down, hearing their concerns, and 
communicating with them directly to make sure that they are fully a part of the process and their rights are protected in every manner. Chris, in closing, what would the voters in the 31st Judicial District be getting if they elect Chris Stanford as the district attorney? They would be getting a district attorney who is in the courtroom and in the office of the district attorneys uh, in Warren and Van Buren County regularly. I will be in the local courts trying jury trials alongside the assistant district attorneys in my office. I will be regularly in court so that I know the cases and I'm on top of what we are uh, working on at the courthouse. So when we get back to the office, we can meet regularly and we can talk about our cases together and make sure that my assistants and I are all on the same page about the prosecutorial philosophy that our office is going to have when I'm elected. Also, in our district, there is a situation where um, some of the relationships between law enforcement and the district attorney's office have suffered somewhat over the over the years and I intend to fully integrate law enforcement agencies into the process at the district attorney's office so um, they we will become a more efficient and effective crime fighting team the Other thing that I already touched on is to make sure that I advocate for victims in everything that I do by strengthening that communication process. Again, that is something that's that's dear to me. Uh, You know, throughout my law practice as a private attorney, my clients have always come first, and that's how I view uh, the victims when I get to the district attorney's office and how I will treat them. Chris Stanford is seeking the office of district attorney out of the 31st Judicial District serving Warren and Van Buren counties. He's been our guest on Meet the Candidates. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. Once storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Joining us next on Meet the Candidates is the incumbent for district attorney in the 31st District, Lisa Zavianis is our guest. Lisa, thank you for joining us. First of all, a lot of people may ask, what role does the district attorney play in county government? Well, the district attorney plays a very important role in that they are the chief law enforcement officer in the judicial district. And my judicial district is Warren and Van Buren County. What does the chief law enforcement officer do? They make sure that those who committed crimes don't get away, and they make sure that those who are innocent do not get wrongfully charged. It is our job to see that every case that comes to court, we have the evidence and the correct evidence to prosecute that case. Our job is to see that justice is done. How important is working with others to the office. I know you have a lot of people that you have to balance. Yes, we do. And, you know, people are all often mistaken thinking that I'm in charge of the Sheriff's Department or the Police Department or the Tennessee Highway Patrol or TBI. You know, they have their own supervisors. Myself, I supervise 25 people in my office. And that in itself is a task and a job. And each of us in this office must have the ability to communicate with all those agencies, as well as the public. Our primary focus is to work with victims of crime. So we play, it plays a vital role to be able to to work with others, to deal with others, and to understand how each person's role is different in the judicial system and in the community. 
Are there trends that you're seeing in your role that maybe the rest of us don't see? Well, we do have a lot of things changing. Uh, one of the things that I think is significant is the uh, drug atmosphere that is changing in our community and the community surrounding us. So the drug atmosphere is definitely changing. You know, fentanyl is 50 times more potent than uh, morphine, and it's the deadliest new drug to hit the streets. We find that drug dealers are taking fentanyl and uh, trying to maximize their profits by mixing it with other drugs, and as a result of that, people are dying. Now, I have currently right now several cases that are charged and indicted as second-degree murder cases. So the, the drug world is changing, and the charges that we are uh, addressing are changing. Our guest is Lisa Zavignanis. She is seeking re-election for district attorney out of the 31st district. Lisa, you touched on the drug issues that continue to plague the Upper Cumberland. What are some things, extra things maybe that can be done? Are there some new ideas out there that, that kind of helps in the war on drugs? Well, in this district, we've been working hard and aggressively my entire 16 years to address the drug issue we have. I think we've got to get outside the box. We've prosecuted thousands of drug cases, uh, hundreds of them being methamphetamine cases, because methamphetamine is still probably the drug of choice in this community. But we've prosecuted lots and lots of drug cases, and that we, we are going to continue to do. We're going to continue to do that aggressively. But, you know, there's other things that we have done in this district that I think we should continue to do, and that's working on public service messages. I have uh, partnered with a multimedia company, and we have public service messages talking about methamphetamine in our theaters, on our local TV. I've gone into the schools now for 16 years, and I think this is vital that we not only that I do this, but I continue to do this. And I go into the schools to talk to the children about the drugs that are out there, what they're doing, the issues that it causes. Before COVID hit, we were taking uh, eighth graders and giving them a tour of the jail because, you know, good people get drug habits, become criminals. So we need to continue doing that. We also have to take those, you know, not everybody that has a drug problem should go to prison. And we've got to look at that and say, these are drug users. If we can help them, let's do that. I have been actively involved in drug court for the past 16 years. Drug court saves lives. It saves families, and it helps the community as a whole. So we need to continue doing that. You know, we need to be vigilant as a community. It takes us all to address this issue. Victims' rights. Lisa, how do you try to make sure these are addressed? Victims was my focus when I first took office, and it's still my focus today. I have worked aggressively to get more victim services offered in my office. I have currently right now have three grants. I have a domestic abuse victim witness coordinator. I have an elder abuse victim witness coordinator as well as staff. And I have a DUI prosecutor's uh, victim witness coordinator. Uh, working with victims is probably, uh, well, it is our top priority. There's no probably to it. You know, that's why we're here today is to help victims. And we stand up for victims, and I think victims' rights are very important. They're very involved, not only in their cases that come through today, but after that case is over, we still keep in contact with those victims. Every year we have what we call a season to remember, and that's just for victims of homicide. We are working to make sure that at the holidays those families are not forgotten. We do that right here in our community for our people, uh, and it's a very special event. Right now, I'm working on, I actually received the grant, and I'm working on a special room in the courthouse just so that victims of crime will have a place to go so that they're not stuck in the courtroom with uh, the offender. So that's the thing that we've got working right now, because going to court is a very difficult thing, a very stressful thing, and anytime we can take any stress off of our victims, we're going to do that. Lisa Zavignanis, as we wrap up, what do you feel like the toughest part of your job is as district attorney? You know, it's a tough job. It's some parts of this job are just really you take home with you. Uh, you know, you see a lot of terrible things. Sometimes you're the first one to, to bring bad news to the loved ones of a victim. It's tough. Oftentimes you make decisions that you know is the right decision, but you face a lot of criticism from one direction or the other. But doing the right thing, that's the best part about it. 
So the toughest part is making those decisions that aren't always popular, but, but you know that that's what the law says and that's what we got to do. It can be tough. It can be tough going out and talking to a victim and explaining to them that uh, this vehicular homicide case only carries 8 to 12 years and this person has no criminal history and they're not going to spend much time in jail. You know, those are tough things to do when you have to sit in that room with them and explain those things to them. There's a lot of aspects of this job that are tough, but you need the right person there. And that's why I am running for re-election, because I know I'm the right person. I know this community. I know the problems of this community. I live in this community. I love this community. And, uh, and I know I've done a lot of amazing things that have made a difference in people's lives and will continue to make a difference in people's lives. Uh, and I don't want to see those things go by the wayside. Lisa Zavignanis has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, she's seeking re-election for district attorney out of District 31. Our next guest on Meet the Candidates is Clay Faircloth. Now, Clay is challenging for a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives out of District 6. Now, August 4th will be his primary, and should he win the primary, he will move on to the general election in November Clay, it's good to have you on the program today. What was it that led to your decision to seek a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives? Well, thanks, Tom. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to come on today and speak with you and uh, to our audience. We just are so very glad to have a part in this uh, election, and the campaign has been such a blessing and an opportunity for us. And one of the main reasons uh, I chose to run in this race, Tom, was to uh, allow us to come together as a country again and the the division and the angst in our society whether it's in social media or across the dinner table or at family gatherings or at church even where you had good friends and brothers and sisters moms and dads and uncles and cousins that that weren't able to have a discussion a polite discussion a civil discussion just about our country and about where we're going as a people and um while we might have different opinions and different ideas about how to get to where we're going, I think we all understand that we need to move forward. We need to protect our freedoms, our families. We need to ensure opportunities for each individual. And I felt like that I had an opportunity to bring us together. I'm a bridge builder, and I believe I can bring both parties together, independents, libertarians, Republicans, Democrats. I'm a very moderate centrist candidate, which I feel like most of Americans, especially Middle Tennesseans, we share a lot of values. About 70% of us have shared common values, and I think that's super important that we focus on what, you know, what we have in common is greater than what, than what divides us. And I feel like as, as a people uh, that we really need someone that believes in America still, that believes in the ideals of America, and believes in the American people to get us there. And I'm that candidate for this time. Clay, for the folks that may not know, the U.S. House of Representatives District 6, where all does District 6 encompass? Wow, so it's a lot. In, in the Nashville area, I'll just start there. We have precincts from the northern part of the county, from uh, the Hendersonville area, which is in Sumner County, south. So you would have Rivergate, Madison Inglewood, East Nashville, uh, Donaldson, Old Hickory, uh, the western part of Hermitage, and just a little bit of the northern tip of Antioch. And that would be the precincts that are in Davidson County. And then we have 15 other counties, Sumner County, Clay County, Trousdale County, Smith County, Overton County, Jackson County, Fentress County, Scott County, Cumberland County, Putnam County, Macon County, Van Buren County, White County. Uh, you're going to make me miss one, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I should have kept count. It's a lot, and the thing of it is it's, it's a beautiful drive. It's wonderful people, great opportunities to uh, get out and see uh, what really makes Tennessee so attractive to all the people that want to come here and vacation, all the people that want to come here and live and retire. It's just the most beautiful place on God's earth, and I've just been privileged to have a chance uh, to drive through it and get to meet the people these last few weeks. It's been really a blessing. Clay, what experiences in your life do you feel help make you a good candidate? So uh, my life journey has been kind of all over the place. Uh, as most people, you know, there's not just one career or one opportunity that has kind of set me on a path. But as a young person, political science and history were two of my most favorite things. And just getting a really good understanding of people and history and background and our country and our government 
and how it was formed and how we have um, worked together as a nation these last couple of centuries. And, and, and really, I feel like I understand where, where we need to go. So that's really prepared me, I feel like, for the government piece of it. But for the people piece of it, uh, it's been a life journey, too. I've been a manager. I've been a pastor. I'm still a pastor. Uh, I have a master's degree in counseling, and I know people. And one of the most important things about a congressman is he needs or she needs to be able to understand people, be able to work with people, be able to motivate people, be able to encourage people, be able to um, allow for people to understand where you're coming from, but also listen to where they're coming from, too. Instead of being the smartest person in the room or the only person that is right in the room, I like to uh, come together as a team to use uh, the wisdom of, of everyone in the room to, to move us forward on a path of success. And so I think that also sets me apart and prepares me for this role is that I am a bridge builder and I'm a, um, I like to work together with others to, to compromise, to work toward goals, to move us forward as a nation. And that's important right now. Clay Faircloth is our guest to meet the candidates. Again, he is challenging for a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives out of District 6. Clay, as you're out on the campaign trail talking with folks all across Middle Tennessee, what are some of the biggest issues that they like to discuss with you? Well, we hear lots of different things on the trail. Um, right now, Roe versus Wade is, is a hot topic, and uh, abortion rights, access to women's health, reproductive health is, is super important. So we're hearing that a lot on the trail. Uh, out in, in the rural areas, we hear a lot about uh, infrastructure and uh, investment in, in the communities there as an important, uh, important piece that we need to address. We look at things also, the environment is really uh, big, not only in the rural areas, but also in our city. And so uh, environmental issues have come up a couple of different times on the trail. And of course, uh, inflation. Uh, that's uh, been uh, a, a big topic as well. And so the cost of gas fuel, uh, food prices, and different things of that nature, too, have, have been on all of our minds, especially mine, as I've been driving around all over the place and spend a lot of money on gas. Uh, but yeah, so those are things that come up often. And um, but what I'm hearing uh, and what I hear more than anything is hope. I hear hope coming up more than anything, not despair, not really discouragement. I hear hope in our country, hope in an opportunity. And hopefully I'm part of that hope by getting out and encouraging people and being passionate about uh, the office of U.S. House of Representative again and, and really wanting to represent the people's voice of Middle Tennessee. Play Faircloth, if you are elected to the U.S. House of Representatives, what would you tell voters they'll be getting in you as their congressman? Well, first and foremost, they'll get a truth teller. I'll be a truth teller, um, not sugarcoat things, not tell people what they want to hear. I'll tell them just like it is, straight up, uh, always uh, want to do that. But they'll also be getting someone who will be available, who is a servant leader. Uh, I am a leader, but I also am a humble servant, and I would be willing to do anything that anyone would need to help them uh, in their pursuit of happiness, which is the oath that I'll take to uh, protect our Constitution, and that's an embedded a goal, if you will, in our Constitution for each and every person. And it's my goal as the U.S. House of Representatives to represent the voice of the people of Middle Tennessee, especially those in the 6th District, rural and urban, man and woman, left and right, Republican or Democrat, independent or libertarian. I want to represent each and every voice fairly and with an opportunity for them to have a chance to shape policy and to have a voice in our government. Clay Faircloth has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Clay is seeking a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives out of District 6. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One story could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. 
All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Your chance to meet the candidates, the men and women who want to represent you on Cookville City Council as we head to the polls in August. Jeremy Bowman is one of those who is running, and he joins us now. Jeremy, thanks for the time. Hello. What has this experience been like for you? This has uh, been an experience like none other. Being my first time jumping into the into the political pond, so, so I say, it's been a, it's definitely been an eye-opening experience. Why did you decide to do it? I think I decided to do it just because I want people that are just common people to feel like they have a voice. And I feel like it was, I felt the urge to do it, really. And so, like, you know what? I talked to my wife. She said, well, let's just go for it. When you decide to make this plunge, so to speak, uh, where do you start? Do you start with kind of thinking about where you stand on things? Do you start with talking to people? Where do you start? I did, and, and that's kind of where I started. I really started with, you know, I, I felt, like I said, I felt the urge to do it, and I felt like, you know, doing something to really help my community. And then I went from there to talking to people that are already, you know, in the political ring and, you know, seeing what, what I need to do to, you know, really go, you know, advance and do what I, you know, to see what I need to do. Where do you think Cookville stands right now? What's the health of the city, so to speak? I think it's good. There, there's some areas that need to be worked on. Uh, but overall, I mean, looking at other communities and stuff, you know, I, I really do believe that Cookville is definitely on a good path to, you know, continue to grow like it is. I'm sure you've heard a lot about growth as you've talked to citizens. What are some of their concerns about this period? Some of the concerns that I hear a lot of people ask is, are we growing too fast? Uh and a lot of times I do agree with them. Uh, growth is important so a city doesn't die, but we have to make sure that we grow and keep up with the growth and not overgrow where we are at the moment. How do you try to do that as a city council member? By making sure that, you know, we don't just load down the, the market with houses that normal people that work around here can't afford. Uh, but also make sure that we have the industry here to make sure that people move in. And then you don't just have a whole bunch of vacant places without either people working or people living. People have talked a lot about needing to be more selective in terms of industry that we bring in to make sure that the, the wages are such that uh, people can afford to live here. Does that make sense to you? It, uh, it does. We really need, I mean, and manufacturing isn't always where it is money-wise. I mean, we do need manufacturing, but I think more going towards the more tech side and more stuff like that, that's going to bring in like higher, higher paying companies. Jeremy Bowman is one of the candidates for Cookville City Council. As you look at your background and uh, the things that have influenced you in your life, how would you describe your leadership style? My leadership style, I really, I really feel I, I lead by example. I don't, I don't. So much tell people to go do something if I'm not willing to do it myself. Where does that come from? Uh, it comes from my from my parents, just watching them as they grew. And my dad was very much a. I mean, he would do anything before he told somebody to go do something. So I kind of he kind of instilled that to me as I was growing. One of the parts of being a, a council member is that people think you have control over everything, but in fact. You're really working with city officials, the department heads who are the experts in their field, uh, to learn about city government and to help support them, but also to challenge the things that they want. How do you try to do that uh, maybe in your own personal life and in your business life? I think, I think you know, to be able to go and be willing to ask for help in a situation, you know, go to somebody that has more wisdom and more knowledge about something, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it's also good, you know, to get everybody's intake and then kind of form your own opinion on which way, you know, you feel that it needs to go. As we talk about growth, one of the areas that uh, people talk about consistently is we don't want to lose our small city charm. 
We want to have those things that make this a good place to live. How important is that to you? That's very important. My my family is very much, we, we like the, the one thing that I've always told people that I love about Cookville is it's big enough that you can have things to do, but also still small enough that you know a lot of the people, that you can go to the store and see somebody that you know. There are issues with traffic, and yet yeah. the major thoroughfares that we all think of are state roads, and we understand the challenges of dealing with TDOT. How do you see the opportunities for the council to maybe explore some things that aren't on the table, such as uh, expanding uh, city roads that are already in place, or maybe looking at other ways to get across town? I think I think we definitely need the, the traffic is an issue, uh, and we need to look at every aspect. And it may come down to the point that we may have to make a bypass like some cities do, you know, and be able to get from one side to the other without having to go through town. A lot of people are concerned about water and sewer and the opportunities that are there to grow, especially on on some of the uh, outer edges, western and eastern edges of the city, uh, where residential development might make sense. Is the city doing all that it can in your mind to, to try to put that infrastructure in place? I feel that they are. I, I really do. I, I think that they are, I mean, because I'm constantly seeing them out working and shutting things down to, you know, improve. And, uh, I mean, it is, it's going to be a growing pain thing as we expand further out. Uh, it's just going to take time, and it's going to take people's understanding to be able to do what we need to do. Brings up the point of communication with citizens. How do you see the city council members' role in making sure people know as much as they can about what's happening in their town? I think there needs to be a total, you know, communication should be wide open between the city and the citizens. Uh, Anything that happens within the city limits, I mean, the people here need to understand and need to know what's going on. Nothing should ever be hidden from them. Jeremy Bowman, one of the candidates for Cookville City Council. We are entering a period of uh, economic questions. There's nervousness out there about where the economy is going to go, which means the council may have to face some tough choices. How have you in your own life and your business decisions, your personal decisions, tried to weigh pros and cons of difficult decisions? I think it really comes down to what, what is the most important that needs to be done and what things can be held off. I mean, Looking at my own personal life when, you know, in times of struggle and money struggle, I mean, you that's really when you buckle down and say, okay, we really need to, you know, put away for, you know, for in the future we see that something coming down that's not going to be good, but it's, you know, looking at all the aspects and making sure that we, the, mo- the, the more important things are what's taken care of first. So evaluate kind of each choice and see needs versus wants, I guess is a way yes. to put it. Yes, yes. Jeremy, if somebody goes into that uh, election room and uh, casts their ballot for you, what are they getting? They're getting somebody, and I've told people this, I'm not really a politician, but I'm a hardworking person, and I understand that you know other hardworking people want to feel like they truly have a voice, that there's somebody that's you know, maybe just like them. Uh, and not to say that none of the other candidates aren't that way, but... You know, I come from a background where it's, you know, I've worked hard all my life and, you know, I know what it means to be the small person and feel like I don't have a voice. So, you know, people that come and, you know, see my name and vote for me, I mean, they just know that it's going to be somebody that's worked hard all their life to get where they are in the things that they have. And that's what I really represent. Jeremy Bowman, candidate for Cookville City Council, as we will fill the seats here in just a few days. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. Once could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed. 
dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828, 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service, make the call this week. Next up on Meet the Candidates is Holly Lee. Holly is seeking the position of Cumberland County General Sessions Court Judge. Holly, thank you for joining us today. What led to your decision to seek the office of General Sessions Court Judge in Cumberland County? Well, Mr. Duggan, um, actually, I have never had any aspirations to, um, to be in politics or to even become a judge when I went to law school just being an attorney, um, helping, you know, people with legal matters and, and navigating the legal field was, was really my only desire or ambition. However, when our, um, and even at first when our initial, initially when we found out that our general sessions judge was not going to run for reelection, I had no aspirations even then. But at some point I realized that nothing was going to change unless something changed in, in our county court system. And by that, I mean our county court system. Um, we, we have a really tight-knit good old boy system here in Cumberland County, and our um, county court system falls victim to that. And I won't say the court system, but actually clients and individuals who go in front of the court are the ones who actually fall victim to that. And that's what inspired me to run. Like I said, I just I didn't see that anything was going to change, and I really feel that the that our county judiciary system should be independent. It should not be based on party politics, and that's why I decided to run. Holly, what other experiences in your life do you feel have helped to prepare you for this position? Well, I feel like my life experiences are huge. I can I- identify with the people who come before the court. You know, I've been through divorce. I understand what it's like to have a family member that's addicted to drugs and the turmoil that that causes your family. So I understand. I understand the general public. Uh, I am the general public. For people who may never, ever set foot in a courtroom in front of a judge, what does the General Sessions Court judge do? The General Sessions Court judge um, adjudicates misdemeanors criminal misdemeanors, and civil matters under $25,000. The General Sessions Judge in Cumberland County is also our probate and family court judge and our juvenile court judge. Now, probate and family court is strictly a civil court, and that's where uh, all your probate matters are heard. There's a lot of divorce matters, child custody matters. Like I said, anything that has to do with estates and probates are heard in probate and family court. And those courts are where where you can find the abuse. As far as the general sessions, for the very most part in Cumberland County, our general sessions judge comes out, calls the docket. General sessions judge will go back to the chambers and await for the DAs and the attorneys to make the deals on the criminal matters. Um, Now, as far as the civil matters, again, like I said, it's the civil matters that are so easily abused, you know, where it may be the judge takes into consideration who your attorney is, who your family is, who you are. You know, there's not really any consideration given to the facts. But that's more in the civil area. Like I said, the general sessions judge, as far as the criminal part goes, they don't do a lot. I mean, they they will sentence, but most of that is done in in coordination with the attorneys and the DA's office. Now, the general sessions judge does also hear preliminary matters in the felony for felony criminal matters, but only to, they will hear the preliminary to see if there's enough evidence to kick it up to criminal court, but they don't sentence any felony criminals at all. Holly Lee, as we close today, if you are elected, what will the voters of Cumberland County be getting in you as their general sessions court judge? They will getting, be getting confidence that their, uh, that their county court is fair and impartial And they will also, um, the biggest thing that I would like to see done for this county is is a drug court started um, to hopefully hold some drug addicts accountable, help them get off drugs, and help them to become um, 
um, productive citizens of our county. That's that's one of the biggest things I think needs to be done for this county. Holly Lee has been our guest to meet the candidates. Again, Holly is seeking election to the position of Cumberland County General Sessions Court Judge. Next up on Meet the Candidates is Chris Beatty. Now, Chris is challenging for the office of Pickett County Road Superintendent coming up in the August election. Chris, thank you for joining us today. What was it that led to your decision to run for the road superintendent position in Pickett County? Uh, I've traveled and worked in several different counties for the past 21 years. Recently got certified for this office, and it'd be an honor serve the cities in the Pickett County. Chris, what experiences in your life do you feel help to make you a good candidate? Uh, I have 21 years experience of road maintenance work. I've been a supervisor for a long time. Safety is my top priority. I've uh, built roads for the last 21 years. Chris, maybe what are some challenges you see facing the Pickett County Road Department moving forward? There are several issues that would need to be addressed if I was elected for the safety children, riding school buses and uh, law enforcement, residences, several roads need to be tired and shipped and paved, need to be new striping on the roads for brighter and safer. Chris, how important do you feel like it would be to work kind of hand-in-hand with the county commission in making sure that all roads are in the condition that you'd like to see them be in? I think it'd be real important to work with the county officials, but just as important to listen to the citizens in Pickett County. Speaking of listening to the citizens as you've been out on the campaign trail, what are some of the concerns of the local voters as you speak with them? Uh, some water issues, a lot of gravel roads that need to be tired and chipped and paved, blind spots that need to be addressed. Chris Beatty, our guest on Meet the Candidates. Now, Chris, if you are elected to, as the Pickett County Road Superintendent, what will the voters of Pickett County be getting in you as their road superintendent? They'll be getting a road superintendent that's going to work for the citizens of Pickett County. Chris Beatty's been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Chris will be on the ballot looking for your vote for Pickett County Road Superintendent in the August 4th election. Incumbent Pickett County Road Superintendent Jimmy Cope declined an invitation to participate in this program. That's today's Meet the Candidates. If you missed any part of today's show, be sure to visit News Talk 94.1 online for the on-demand audio. Our producer is Jake Wallman. Thank you for joining us for Meet the Candidates. I'm Tom Duggan.